Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast, is sponsored by fine Patreoners like Christopher Mainwaring. This is Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast. Episode negative zero nine two. Fabulous. What's that song all about? Fabulous was released on June 19, 1964, as the B-side for What a Sweet Thing That Was. The song was originally recorded by Charlie Gracie and released as a single in April 1957. Charlie's version entered Billboard's Top 100 at number 97 on May 1, 1957. Two weeks later, it made the Top 40 at number 36, then dropped to 50. It then re-entered the 40 at number 31 and then fell off to number 47. It again re-entered the top 40 at number 37 and topped out at number 26 two weeks later, fell to 31 and completely dropped out of the top 40 the next week, slipped down the chart until it ended its 15-week chart run on August 3, 1957 at number 91. It spent 16 weeks on the British charts, peaking out at number 8. Aside from the Knight Riders, the song was covered by Steve Lawrence in 1957. His version spent seven weeks on Billboard's Top 100, reaching number 71 twice in separate weeks. Paul McCartney took a whack at it on his Run Double Run album in 1999, and Cliff Richard renditioned it on his 2013 album, the fabulous rock and roll songbook. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsenson. And here's another one from the Beatles, or the Night Ride, or there's a beat. It's one of those two. Hard to say which again. Has our podcast been taken down with a bunch of cease and desist orders? Not yet. Then We're it's so- the Night Riders. Okay. We'd all of a sudden just hear in the distance, <laughs> which means that Yoko found out. Or somebody stepped on a loon. So, we're doing the Beatles again. Here we go with the Beatles. Night Riders. Are you sure about that? Here I'm quite go. sure this is the Night yeah. Riders. Here we go with the Night Riders doing the Beatles again. Yeah, because um, Beatles had better production. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Same Beatle harmony, same Beatle guitar, same Beatle sound. Even the end of this song is the end of the Beatles version of Twist and Shout. I mean, I like it. It's catchy. It's perky. It's bouncy. I enjoy it, but you're just copying again. But I've never seen anything wrong whatsoever with perky and bouncy. Hey, I'm all for that. Doesn't matter if you've seen it before, perky, or heard it before, perky and bouncy is great. Yes, it is. It always is. 
But on with the music. Yeah, you're right. Very much like the Beatles. Mm-hmm. But again, almost everything from this time is going to be like the Beatles because the Beatles made money. Oh, yeah. And everybody else wants to make money, even though, believe it or not, I think Herman's Hermits and Dave Clark Five are making more money than the Beatles for a while. Uh, at least they had better chart success in some places. At, at sometimes, yeah. The thing is, they kind of fizzled out after a year or two, and the, the Beatles kept going, at least for six years in America anyway. Yeah. Well, what would you rather hear? I'm Henry VIII, I am, or I want to hold your hand? <laughs> yeah, I'll take I want to hold your hand. I always have, would, <laughs> would rather. And from what I understand, Peter Noonan would rather hear I want to hold your hand as well, because he's not exactly, you know, made him a lot of money, well, some money. But he um, made a decent amount of money and I think still tours some of the old stuff, but prefers more of his regular rock and roll stuff than to the stuff with the funny accent. <laughs> yeah, I can see how that would wear thin after 40 years. My beef with this song, something I'm, I'm starting to get a little tired of, is I feel like I'm being cheated out of Mike Sheridan and the Knight Riders. The band is staffed with excellently talented musicians Roy Wood is in here, and we know he's spectacular. He can go off into all kinds of different odd directions that would make things interesting. But I'm not getting any Mike Sheridan and Knight Riders out of this. They keep doing songs that other people recorded before them, and they're doing the songs the same way other people are doing the songs. They're just remaking old songs in the style of the Beatles. And if I wanted to hear the Beatles, I'll go listen to the Beatles. So I, I don't feel like I'm getting Mike Sheridan and the Knight Riders out of this. I feel like I'm getting people who are just copying the Beatles. I don't know if that was a band decision or a label decision. Hey, these people are making money doing this sound. Do it just like that. Here are some old songs. Why don't you Beatlefy them up since the Beatles didn't do it? And you'll sell lots of records. And they didn't. They didn't have any hits. And it could possibly because... They sound like the Beatles, which are already out there doing their thing. And I would like to hear the Knight Riders do their thing, have their own style. And I understand it's 1964 and everybody is sounding like the Beatles. But I don't know from, I'm not even going to say a 21st century, from even a 70s perspective or even a mid-60s, late-60s perspective. Do your own sound. That's what I want to hear. Maybe. Unless they wanted to be the pioneers of country rap, then I, and I want them to, to do that sound. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think we're going to find a different sound. I mean, we haven't listened to all the Roy Wood stuff yet with them, but I really can't anticipate that we're going to hear anything too utterly different mm -hmm. than this. We may hear something utterly different once Mike Sheridan's out of the band. Oh, it could happen. We'll see what happens. But it, but it might still be what everybody else is doing at the time, too. Just sloppier. <laughs> so <laughs> who knows where things may go. But I think there's a reason that Mike Sheridan and the Knight Riders are a footnote to ELO. Yeah. Is because they had the two main members. They're a footnote to ELO. And, a, and for the longest time, we're probably a footnote to the move. Because ah, this is the band Roy Wood came from. Yeah. Which, I don't know if I knew that before now. I mean, I might have known it, and it might have been in my head, and then it just got buried under a whole bunch of information. But when I found out that Roy was with the Knight Riders, I thought, oh, how funny. And then Jeff was with the Knight Riders. 
And then Jeff and Roy were with the move. And then ELO for a little bit. Although Jeff and Roy were not in the Knight Riders at the same time. Right. There's nothing in this song that stands out. No guitar parts or anything that really stand out in this. And the original version from 1957 wasn't any kind of trailblazer either. It's pretty much don't be cruel. Things have changed just a tiny bit to avoid any lawsuits from Colonel Tom or whoever is going to sue Charlie Gracie's ass. It's got the same sort of lead guitar that runs through the song. The backing vocals sound just like the Jordanaires. You know I can be found, all alone. If you can't come around, at least please tell the phone. Don't be cruel. Even got the bop, bop, bop going on. And that final end of the song. It's an Elvis copy too, which is what was selling in 1957. 50s and 60s, it pretty much was a time where people copied what was selling really big at the time and rarely ventured outside of what sold. Now, I looked up Charlie Gracie because, believe it or not, I'd never heard of him. Yeah, I didn't either. And yeah, this song was done in the style of Elvis because he was told to do a song in the style of Elvis. Yeah. It was a major chart success in the UK in 1957, Mm -hmm. which is why Mike Sheridan and the Knight Riders are covering it, because it's not a song anyone in the United States would, well, it's not a song most people in the United States would recognize, but it was a big hit there. Charlie Gracie was one of the first two rock and roll artists to go tour the UK. That's why the song was such a big hit, and he is still a big deal hmm. in the UK. He's 86 years old and still, I don't know if he's still oh, performing, but he's still with us. Oh, good. And I guess he does go to the UK and play occasionally when he can. But the reason you don't hear about him here is not because this sounded a bit like Elvis, which I guess after he got past that point and got fired from his record label... He started doing the music he wanted to do, which is more R&B. Oh, okay, cool. But um, I brought up Cameo Records an episode or so ago. Yeah, last week. And about how they had a habit of ripping off artists and doing a bunch of shady stuff. Well, that was his record label. And they ripped him off and did some shady stuff. They ripped him off for royalties to the tune of $14,000 in the 1950s. Yeah, which is a pretty good sized (laughs) bit of money. Yeah. Yep. And he sued... Mm-hmm. And he got blacklisted from everything because he was a Philadelphia artist. And there was a certain show out of Philadelphia that kind of um, made sure people heard new rock and roll songs. And if you didn't get on that show, you didn't get heard. <laughs> right. And uh, they were very much palling around with Cameo Records. So when he was blacklisted, he was blacklisted. And Dick Clark wouldn't let him on or play anything, so that was it. Yeah, I noticed he had, I mean, I didn't look beyond 1957 because I was trying to find the history of Charlie's version. 
he had three hits in 57. This one did okay-ish. It only got into the mid-20s and then slid back down the chart. I hadn't heard of him until now. I don't know if I'd heard any of his songs till I was looking up stuff for this song. But yeah, he is uh, one of the rock and roll pioneers that should have been, but uh, didn't get to be because he ticked off the wrong people. He crossed Dick Clark, and you don't cross Dick. Yep. You need to know how to handle Dick properly. Got something to say about fabulous? Then call the telephone line voicemail. Six two three eight five zero three three seven five. And fabulous. Well, hello, this is Troy. Rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated. Ah, crap! I have one thing to say about this episode of the podcast. It's fabulous. No, I sorry, couldn't resist. Okay, getting to this week's song, Fabulous by the Knight Riders. I have to admit, I could take or leave this one. It reminds me of, say, an average Dave Clark 5 B-side. But there is one thing I do love about it, and that's the background vocals. They are amazing. They are well arranged and well produced. The bop, shoe bop, 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 shoe bop reminds me of the backing vocals on the Beatles cover of the Shirelle song, Boy. Which appeared on their debut album, Please Please Me. So yeah, I mean, the backing vocals keep the record from being a total dud for me. And I think they are the best backing vocals I have heard yet on a Knight Rider song. Well, gotta get back to my home planet. Talk to you next week. Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll read and reply to it on the show. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. Join our YouTube page, the Electric Light Orchestra podcast channel to hear other goodies. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELO pod or use PayPal with the podcast's email or send a check or money order to P.O. Box 1932 Superior, Arizona 85173 Next week, episode negative 091 Here I stand Or heard it before. Perky and bouncy is great.